welcome to Within the Gray. I'm Jackie. And I'm Libby. And together we attempt to work through the messiness of modern adult life. On today's episode, we have not one, but two guests. We would like to welcome our husbands to the show. Ryan, Luke, thanks for joining us. Ryan, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Thanks, Libby. Hi, I'm Ryan. I am Libby's husband, and I'm very excited to give my perspective on being a dad. Luke, how about you? Hey, everyone. Luke, Jackie's husband. Super excited to be on the podcast today, feeling like a celebrity. Can't wait to talk about uh, being a dad. Absolutely love it. So we wanted to bring on our husbands today to get their perspective on fatherhood, since we're always giving our perspectives as moms on motherhood. So just so you guys know, full disclosure, we are Zoom recording for the first time. Uh, Jackie and Luke are unfortunately in quarantine, so we are making it work. But we're surviving. Keep, <laughs> but just keep that in mind um, as you're listening to this audio. Awesome. So starting us off, how about we start with you, Luke? Did you always want to be a dad? And what was your vision of being a dad like when you were growing up? Yeah, um, I always wanted to be a dad. That was something I, I remember even as a young kid watching my dad raise me and my brother. I, I always knew I wanted to be a dad. No questions about it. But the biggest uh, envisioning aspect was always trying to figure out the the life partner, you know, the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with to actually raise that family. That was really the tricky part. So when looking at that, I obviously was looking for some key points here. Uh, and Jackie met all of those and actually brought a couple more that really uh, exceeded my expectations. So definitely wanted to start a family with her in that regard. But envisioning being a dad, I always remember playing with my dad as a little kid, just doing the fun stuff outside, also playing sports. So um, I've coached my whole life. Like I've played hockey my whole life. I've coached my whole life. So um I just see myself playing, you know, sports with my kiddos and just having such a good time with them. So that's kind of my envision. I've always wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to just, you know, have fun, play with the kids. Ryan, what about you? Thanks, Luke. Yeah. So I would say as the typical male growing up, you always kind of envision yourself when you get older of being a dad. You don't really know what that is, one that's going to happen, but or the details about how that's going to look. And once I met Libby and we progressed a little older through life, I was like, that vision became a little more clear. It was uh, just like the podcast, a little gray. And then it became a little more black and white there. <laughs> a little plug, huh? And there then, so that vision started becoming more clear. And then after we got married, I was, then that really started clearing up there. And I, I just think back to my childhood, all the fond memories I had with my dad. And I'm sure that he would say the same thing about his dad. There's a different relationship with that you have with the father. And just kind of like Luke said, I, I think my peak moment is still yet to come when I play catch with our son, um, <laughs> just because I am a baseball guy. And so that was, that was kind of my vision of coaching sports and all that. And that kind of came about um, and just being a father figure and being supportive and having them come to you for those life issues and, and those problems and being their go-to. And that's always been 
an attractive thought to me. That's awesome, guys. Those are good answers. So, <laughs> babe, when did you see yourself hypothetically becoming a dad? You mentioned that as our relationship progressed, that it became a little bit more clear for you. Um, but how did that, you know, how did the timeline, did it change as you became older? Kind of as I alluded to before, I had no clue on the timeline when this was going to happen. I'm kind of slow to life changes, as you've already heard from an earlier episode from the podcast that I was very <laughs> slow moving, apparently, to propose. Um, if you got Libby's perspective on this, it would probably be the same thing regarding babies. I didn't know. I was hesitant because I'm sure like most men, they feel like a sense of independence is given up once you start having kids. And yet that is true to some degree. Um, you don't really realize what being a father is until you start experiencing it. So like I said, I was slow to change and it was kind of Libby was like, are we ready yet? Are we ready yet? And then, and then something just kind of clicked. And then I don't think the whole idea of becoming a dad started coming real to me just because when Libby's pregnant, it doesn't really hit you. And then, then, then he came and then I'm like, I want more kids. And then, so that that's right now, not... <laughs> Oh, that happened almost immediately. <laughs> Let's go again. <laughs> so my timeline has accelerated in that regard. And, um, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yeah, so it, something flipped. I'm, I was slow to it, but then once it happened, I was like, this is great. This, I, I want more. And then let's, let's, uh, let's have some more kids. So, and that's why we're having our second one so quickly. So, uh, <laughs> Luke, how about, how about you? what do you envision from a timeline perspective? Oh man. Um, looking back, like I had no idea like when I was actually wanted to be a dad, when I was actually going to be a dad, like, again, it came back to that, like, okay, who do I start this life with? Who do I, you know, raise a family with? So once I got the right gal, you know, Jackie, um, we got, you know, I got married at 29. So I, I was, I was already a little bit older, um, a little bit wiser as they say, no, just kidding. Humble brag. Um, but you know, it, it was just like one of those things that, the moment that, you know, I was married and the moment I, you know, tied the knot with Jackie and was like realizing like, okay, like the next step is kiddos and like, I'll be 30 here. I'm going to be celebrating my 30th birthday. Look out. Let's go. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down. Let's go have some kids. Like, you want to have some kids now? And I was like, yeah, let's go have some kids. So um, Ryan couldn't agree with you more. You have that first one and you're like, man, this is life changing. And then you're like, what if we had two? Wow. What would it look like if we had three, four, you know? So um, I absolutely love being a dad in that regard and, and being a new father. But yeah, I had no idea when that timeline was going to be. And it, yeah, it did not hit me until like I was holding my son in my hands and I'm just like, I'm a dad. Wow. This is like new title. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So Luke, how did you feel when I was pregnant, do you have any tips or tricks for other significant others out there who their spouse or significant other is expecting? What do you think? 
Okay. Let's just say this. Jackie, you know I love you. But it was a whirlwind of feelings. So if you if you say something like that, like Jackie, I know you I love you. It's like no offense, but <laughs> I know. Here, here's here's my big thing. It was a whirlwind of feelings. But I just really tried to be supportive for Jackie. I mean there's a lot changing. Like your body. It's scary. Like all of it's such like scary stuff if you really think about it. Hormones. And it's it's all hitting you at once. And I can only imagine because I'm just watching as a spectator. And I'm just trying to be the most supportive husband I can be. Really, really sad during that whole time too. FYI, no Mexican food. Uh, <laughs> that was a big struggle for me. Why you you do love your salsa too. So that I could see that being difficult. So Appreciate you're, you're it. You're such a martyr. So, yeah. So the reason why we couldn't have Mexican food was because Jackie, during her nine months of being pregnant, was just rejected. So no, no Mexican food for us. Um, our little baby boy was uh, saying, no way, Jose. So, but in that regard, it was just, it was just, I had to be supportive for Jackie. There was just a lot changing on. Um, my biggest tip through this, be, be that just unbreakable support system for your wife. I know Jackie apologized a lot, um, after the fact, but I knew it wasn't personal. So I never took it personal. So don't take it personal, um, and be quick to forgive because at the end of the night, we knew that we were both going through some big changes, her more so than me. And, uh, and as long as I was supportive and, you know, helped her out when she needed it really helped in terms of you know keeping everything in check during that that pregnancy but uh man ryan i don't I have no idea what your story is but uh you know what what did you uh, go through there yeah so on olivia's first pregnant before we told anybody it was, it was pretty tough have you ever tried drinking for two people at a wedding it was actually at uh your guys's wedding that oh was, uh, that was that is pretty tough so um ryan you did way. Ryan, you did have to see some of those extra dance moves that I saw that night too. You yeah, were, you were grooving. It, it was uh, that that is very difficult. Um, so, Jerry, but in, but in all seriousness, uh, I felt very helpless to be quite honest. It's uh, I'm the type of person that would rather be the one going through the hardship and myself, and then but when somebody else they're doing all the work. Um, I mean, we. Luke and I got it pretty easy in terms of the, the physical, um, we never, we didn't get any of that. So, um, when you see your significant other go through that, it, it, it's tough. It's mentally tough. It's hard to be that support system, but at the same time, you kind of got to put on that, um, that supportive, you, you really just gotta be a support system and nothing you do is going to be right. And you just kind of know that going in. Um, but, whatever the closest thing is to write, which depends on the person is kind of what you got to be kind of, you got to be that support system. And then, I mean, what they're doing is it's great. It's just, uh, it's, it's, I mean, they're spending nine months of their life of bringing a new baby into life and, um, it's a lot of hard work. So just, just acknowledging that and, just Libby shaking her head right now <laughs> obviously means that's the right answer. So, um, it is check, check, but yeah, it's really just being that support system. And I would say that's the tips and just 
try to figure out what works. One thing's not going to work every time. Um, sometimes chocolate works really good. Sometimes they hate <laughs> chocolate. So sometimes it's a spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that um, was my big thing. I will say the late night food trips are nice. You can take advantage of those. I would say that is a very plus because like, I'm in case you don't know, I, I do love just late night food in general. So that's a good go to for me. So he takes advantage of that for sure. When I'm pregnant, when I'm just like, I'm kind of hungry. He's like, you want, you want some steak and shake? I'll go get us <laughs> some steak and shake. It's like, thank you so much for volunteering for that. So honey, when we went to the hospital, how did you feel? like with the whole, you know, labor and delivery process and then coming home? I'd say this is kind of a three-part question. The first being before we got to the hospital, because that sets the stage for the hospital. So first, uh, not go too in detail here. We, Libby started going to labor late on a Friday evening. And so we came back, we were going, we were on a walk with our dogs and we came back and Um, she started feeling contractions through the walk. We came back, relaxed, tried to take a nap. And then we woke up and she's in extreme pain. And all I, I read a little book that about equivalent of a page that tells you what to do. So you're very unprepared. Um, but she was hitting whatever those minute marks were that says you need to get to the hospital. Like she was like a minute below that. So like I trying to be the supportive, calm figure one here was mentally freaking out inside and panicking. Like we need to leave. Like we needed to leave two hours ago. I'm like, there was a page on how to deliver a baby. (laughs) And I was, I was like, I don't want to have to do that. So he was very much worried that I was, we were going to get to the hospital or like I was going to have a car baby. Like he, in his mind, he was like, I'm delivering this child. (laughs) That did not happen. (laughs) And a plug for a commando dad book gives a page in case that happens. So um, I would uh, venture to say that's not enough considering we have medical doctors that spend years doing that, but um, (laughs) to learn how to do that. But so that was part one. We get to the hospital and then we find out that, okay, all right, she's not going to give birth just that second. So that made me feel a little better, but she's still in a lot of pain and this was just trying to figure out and then it took a little bit to get to the room and all settled and then the pain just got worse and worse so it's really just trying to be as supportive as possible and so at that point it's all right i need to stay calm they'll help her through it and then just try to keep her mind off as much as possible which was watching keeping up with the kardashians for whatever and just some dumb tv shows so nice that seemed to work out well and then um once she got the epidural we were all able to take a nap and it was like a like a miracle godsend (laughs) for all of us (laughs) considering it was like 6 a.m and we'd slept maybe 30 minutes and so then going on to the birth the once he came out the i would say when i it didn't really hit me until it, it all kind of hit me that night and to that day that it's like, okay, I'm becoming a father. Like this is for real. Like I'm like for real dad now. So then, but once he came out, there's it's an unexplainable, almost like euphoric moment that you just won't forget. And then it's like, Hey, I just saw my baby for the first time. And it was like possibly the coolest moment ever. So I would say that was 
definitely a highlight in terms of just the whole, I mean, my whole life. So, and then kind of moving on from coming home from the hospital, you feel very unprepared. I was, they, I think he spent like two, I don't know, two days. Was it love? two days in the hospital and they're like, Oh, here's a baby. You're like, I have no clue what to do with this thing. And then they're like, okay, you got to keep them alive. Okay. I'm like, I just, Sounds good. To- <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how to change my first diaper ever. Um, so, okay. And then you're like, I'm not ready for this and they shouldn't be doing that. And you're like, I need months in the hospital. <laughs> but that's not how it works. So it's uh, ready or not, here you come. So Luke, I'm interested to hear your side of the story. Well, <laughs> uh, this whole hospital journey before, during, and then coming home was quite the experience, uh, to say the least. So Jackie wakes up in the morning. I don't know, around eight o'clock. And she's just like, man, I just got like this really sharp pain. And I'm like, okay, weird. Not hitting any of the numbers that you're supposed to keep track of. And I'm like, but it, she's like in pain. And the last thing you ever want to see is your, your wife in pain. And like through this whole process, you're just like, oh, I want to do something and I can't. So Jackie, such a sweetie, right? Okay. Let's just go to the hospital. We're just going to check it out real quick. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about packing that. Don't worry about packing that. Just get a quick little bag. We don't need everything. I said, okay. Okay. Perfect. Secretly packing everything. Secretly packing everything. <laughs> I was. She's just, just get in the car. We're going to stay calm. Don't tell uh, Jackie's parents at all. Um, no one needs to know this. So uh, we we literally it's snowing January um, and we're not due for like another what two weeks. So we're like, oh, yeah, like, OK, we're just take our time, get there. Literally within an hour of pulling up to the curb, we are in the delivery room ready to give the like ready to deliver this baby. So um, like that whole beginning, pro- there was no time to process whatsoever what was happening in the moment i think uh (laughs) jackie what did the nurse say to you when she was like um uh, luke you need to go park your car yeah i uh, so i had a c-section and she our doctor came in and said like so we need to get this baby out we can get him out in 10 minutes and i looked at the nurse and i was like he luke hasn't even parked his car yet and she's like oh yeah he can go park his car and come back and we'll like we'll get this done so like I go run to go pack the or go park the car and I come back. They full on hazmat suit me. I am like to the nines on this awesome suit, face mask, gloves, little booties, all that stuff. And that first little cry of your baby boy is like the moment it hit me so hard. I'm like, that is my son. And I'm trying not to like get worked up here and I'm starting to get emotional. I'm starting to tear up. But when they put him on the scale too as well and you know i get to like reach out and he my my boy grabs my hand and grabs my little finger like i cannot describe what that feeling is like it's so unbelievable too like it's just pure joy so that was so incredible and like and you know jackie's crying i'm crying at that point we're both crying is it's just a lot of fun uh in that moment so we get back to our room delivery went great Granted, Jackie's a rock star. That delivery did not go as planned, but 
she took it like a trooper. So like the first 24 hours, it's great. All of a sudden, boom, left turn. I get like food poisoning and I start puking my brains out. I have to go home. So I actually leave the hospital and like me being a brand new dad, trying to be a supportive husband, I get super sick and I got to go home. Like I can't be there for my wife and I'm kind of like mentally freaking out. So I somehow drive myself home with a bucket in my lab. I make it home safe. I pretty much go die for 24 hours. And my mother-in-law like came in and checked on me like three or four times. Like, and I was just curled up in a ball, but I passed that. Like, would you say it was like food poisoning? Mm -hmm. So I eat something from the hospital. Maybe uh, that's a tip not to to avoid the, uh, the uh, few day old salad or something like that. Ryan, good point. I'm telling you DoorDash, you know, let's get, let's get these guys on here and uh, let's get a plug in so that we can, we can get some free DoorDash or delivery of some kind because, yes, I did have some hospital food and I'm not 100% sure what that was. Let's put it this way. I stopped eating the hospital food at that point. So, like, I, this bug passes. Like, I'm fine. Like, you know, cold shower and I jump back in the car and I head back to the hospital. So, and and I get to be around, you know, our little boy and, and be there for my wife through the whole time. But, man, like, that was just, it was rough. The hospital just the hospital was rough. So, but it, it it was well worth it spending time with my son and him and my wife during that time and really get the bond. Awesome. So Luke, how would you say your role as a dad has changed or stayed the same from what you had been expecting? Hmm. All right. So my role as a dad. So well, obviously I leaned on like, you know, what I grew up with with my dad, but your role as a dad, like, I feel like really changes, you know, as your son gets older, right. As they get bigger, as they transition from one thing to the next. So really like my, my role as a dad was really being that team player with Jackie and like tagging back and forth, really trying to help her when she just really needed a break. Cause the reality is is she did 97, 99% of everything. Uh, she's really the rock star. So I got to give her kudos. And I was just really there for her to just, hey, like, do you need a break? Do you need to tag you in? Like, go go take some time to yourself. Like, I got this. So I try to do my best in that regard. Um, but really, that I felt like that was one of my biggest roles. I'm um, really just let Jackie take that break when she needed it. But um, the benefit to that was I really got some of that fun bonding time with my son and really got to play with them and like spend time with them. Um, I think one of my, my favorite memories was letting Jackie sleep in and I got to wake up with my son and we just went and sat on the couch and we were just totally just laughing and giggling at each other for like a solid 45 minutes. And it was just hilarious. But you know, it's like one of those moments that, you know, I knew in my mind, Jackie got to have a little break. I get to go a little, have a little bit of fun and, uh, and spend some time with my son. So, so my expectations. So the work-life balance was a big one. I'm a workaholic. Um, I brought work home. I'd work on the weekends. I'd work after work. I'd come home late. That was a big adjustment for me. And I really had to make it intentional in terms of like not staying late and not bringing stuff home over the weekend and really trying to drill down. And and if I was going to do anything, like try to wake up early and get stuff done or like try to get to the office a little bit early. So that was a big adjustment for me in the the expectation that I had to make some big changes because, you know, you want to spend that quality time with your, with your family, with your son. 
And then really um, friendships was another adjustment for me too, right? Spending time with your friends and making time for your friends. There was no more like, hey, Jackie, I'm going to just go have a couple beers with the guys after work. Like, you know, I know that she, you know, needs me at times and, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to support her. So there was a lot of times where I had to think about, okay, if I'm going to go spend some time with some friends, I need to go schedule that out. I got a plan and just take her into more consideration. So, you know, my big tip with that expectation is for all you soon to be dads out there, if there's any or any of you young gentlemen that are looking to be dads, um, just take your wife into consideration. Um, you have responsibilities. And so just communicating and scheduling those things. And if you're both on the same page, typically it's pretty smooth and you can still enjoy that, that work life friend time balance and, and make sure that, you know, your wife also gets that time too with her girlfriends. Right. So my little two cents, but so Ryan, dang, what about you, man? I would say in turn, I'm going to start with that second part there of what I expected from being a dad. I'm not sure if I really came in with a ton of expectations of what that really meant. I'm going to, I feel like my expectations are set on whatever stage our son is in. And so like, and this kind of goes into how my role has changed as how has my role as a dad changed? And then I would say that it's ever evolving. I feel like the role changes when you first are there, it's like, we got to keep them alive, got to keep them fed, got to, you know, whatever that means and help out wherever I can. And just like, just like Luke said, it's just being that, okay, Libby's doing a lot, the vast majority of this work here. How can I help out? And um, whether that just be whatever little thing you can do here. And so just being a supportive husband and uh, a dad and being involved in that regard. I will say at the beginning when, you know, cause I breastfed you though, still like helped me with that in the middle of the night, like you would get him up out of bed and change him. So that way I could get set up or after we get started giving him a bottle, you were really good about, you know, saying like daddy's packing and you would, and you would give him that. So I think that you were, you did try to, and you did successfully, you know, lessen the load on me through those like small little actions. I did like daddy's pack and that was pretty good. That was, uh, um, as you heard from a previous episode, that's when I gave him his first bottle. And so I, I give him a bottle before bed. So really that role of being a dad just changes. Like now fast forward, you know, a year and a half, almost two years, it's, it's totally different in regards to, he's a lot more independent than before. And, um, so that role just changes and really trying to get him, you know, let him have fun and, um, enjoy what's going on and help him with his new life stages. And, um, in that regard and teach him, teach him what I can. So looking forward to that, uh, you know, what each new stage brings, but I echo a lot of everything that Luke said regarding, you know, the work-life balance and friendships and in regard to there, there's changes that you need to be intentional about. You need to be intentional about, I need to make time for my, my family. And not that that wasn't there before, but there's just you need to make sure that, Hey, you leave work and like you leave the hours of their waking hours and, and play and 
make the most of those times. Cause you, I mean, when you're working, you really don't see your kids that often. Um, you, they they're without you most of the day than they are with you. So just being very intentional about that. And, um, you, you still have those friendships moments, but there's the time and the place and it's not necessarily that random, you know, grab beers after work or happy hour or something like that. And I mean, that still happens, but you just gotta, you gotta plan it out, plan it out a little more. And, um, so I don't want to scare any soon to be dads. Like that's over with. So I know that was a fear coming in for me. Um, but I, I still meet up with my friends and I still do stuff and, um, and I still feel that I'm adequately spending time with my family in that regard. So it's, it's a balancing act. It's that, that is a very difficult challenge and everybody has their own balance that they go through. And my balance is not going to be the same as Luke's balance. And he's, he would say the same thing there. So it's always something that would be, that's felt out in that process. That was good, babe. So gentlemen, we've come to the time of our podcast for your takeaway. So babe, what do you think your main takeaway from this conversation would be today? If you were to kind of like leave the audience with one thing or two or three, what would it be? I'm glad you opened the door for a couple there because I think if you are, if you're, you're anything like me before you have kids, I think you just be open to it and be open to those life experiences that having a dad brings on, on it. I, it's a very rewarding and um, I recommend it to anybody that's on the fence of it. And it's just, the best thing that you could have ever done in my opinion, best feeling I've ever had. And, um, so just be open. And then for soon to be dads that are like me that had no clue what they're going to do. I, I think you just kind of figure it out. Um, each kid, uh, uh, well, I've only had one, but, um, each, each journey is different. And when they get, when you get home from the hospital and you're feeling super unprepared, um, you, you just figure it out. Uh, it's not being a dad. Isn't like the most challenging thing. It's like a marathon. You just, it's like, you just well, keep, away. keep going away, keep doing what you're doing. You know what the right, you know what the right answer is. You know what to do. Just you, a good you, steady pace. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Just, yeah, it's not a competition. Uh, you don't need to outdo the other dad there or anything like that. So, um, you'll you'll figure it out. Is what I'll is uh is my tip, Luke. Let me transfer that over to you. Can you give us yeah. some tips? No, and and I I Libby appreciate you giving us a couple points there because I know we probably got one or two, but I I have to I have to definitely agree with Ryan on like it. You got to learn you got to learn at your own pace, right? And everyone's going to figure it out on, on there and learn as much as you can, especially on that first time around. Right. And, and just plan when you have that second one, you know, kind of plan around then, but also know, like, you know, not every kid's going to be the same. So, um, like the biggest takeaway, I really think that that really stuck with me is whatever idea that you have or whatever expectation that you do have that you think it's going to be, just get that out of your head. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. There are, some great moments in being a dad, but there's also some really tough times too as well. But that's why you have your wife. Like that's why you've got your, your buddy in that regard, but be patient, 
be adaptable, you know, to everything, be supportive and really should be no problem. Really should be no problem. Well, thank you for coming on today, gentlemen. It was great to get your perspective on everything. We'd like to thank all of you for joining us today. Until next week. Remember to be kind to yourself, have grace with others and embrace the gray. Bye.